Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Cleaving means that those who made a covenant with Yahweh are the ones who were alive after the wilderness. Okay? I want to talk about this tonight because in Egypt, right, you had a father, Moshe, who was commanded to speak to the the nation of Israel, and he sent them out of Egypt. We talk about sending a lot in this house. The people were sent by a father out of a state of bondage and into the wilderness. When Yahweh says he's going to deliver you, he's speaking to where you're going. Right? They were sent out of Egypt and they were delivered into the promised land. A lot of us think delivery is, is out of this place, but the Father sent them out of bondage and delivered them into the promised land. Amen? And in the wilderness process... The thing that that is distinct about the people that set themselves apart was that they held fast to the Lord. Amen. And they were alive on the other side in the promised land. Now, I want to talk about communion. You have a father right here making declarations. You guys probably can't read my handwriting anyway, so I don't know why I'm doing this. But Moshe made a declaration. What, What did he declare? What did he declare to Pharaoh? Let my people go. That's a, that's a declaration right there, huh? Mm-hmm. Our forefather, one of our forefathers, made a declaration concerning the bondage of his people. The bondage of his house, right? And he took them from one state and crossed over into another state that they were supposed to be in. So when we do communion, we're going to, as individual households, we're going to get together, right? And as the head of your house... Right? Concerning a state of bondage, which you could say is the the world that we walk through throughout the week because we're seated in heavenly places on Shabbat. Amen? So we're going to make declarations concerning our week. Mm -hmm. We're going to make a declaration concerning the the earthly bondage that we walk through, right? We're we're in the earth. There's There's a state of it's not the promised land and we're going to rehearse sitting in heavenly places. So as the head of your house, you're going to make a declaration as we go into Shabbat that you're going to let the world go. Okay. The world's going to let go of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hold fast to him. And there's going to be this crossover that happens tonight as we do communion. Okay. We talked about last week. Now somebody will, I was thinking about it, you know, like sometimes when you, uh, like I, well, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but sometimes I'll, when I visit my family and we get a family barbecue, some older people might say, you know, what's up, fam, family, right? Blood, like, I don't know, <laughs> not like gang member blood, but like blood, right? They'll say that. And I was thinking about that today, that I could call any one of you Devakim. Mm-hmm. You, somebody Devakim, somebody who holds fast to the Lord. Right? Because that's what they were known as when they got here. If you continue to read in Deuteronomy 4, when they got into the promised land, people knew them as a set-apart people who were holding fast to the Lord, a righteous nation. And they would be called Devakim. That's what they were called. And when somebody said Devakim, it meant these are people that held fast and clove to the Lord. Okay? So we're talking about this in the context of communion and how much identity is packed into this. Right? When I get together with my children and my wife, and as the, the father of the house, I'm making a declaration regarding where we're at and where we're going. Just in terms of Shabbat. Okay? We're going to set things aside. Those things are going to let us go, and for now we're going to rehearse sitting in a kingdom, heavenly place. Okay? We're rehearsing. So for the heads of the house, why don't you go get uh, bread? We're going to break bread. You can get, have your children get juice. <laughs> and I always make note of the prophetic wine that has come forth. 
<clears throat> so I always enjoy seeing what Yahweh does with it because we engage the label, right? We engage the things that we put. If something is a prophetic symbol, such as these declarations that are about to be made over you, it doesn't become real or true or manifested on earth until you drink of the cup. Do we understand that? So the communion portion of it is when the heads of the households, when you get together and there's declarations made over your life saying, let the earth go and we're gonna cross over into another arena of heaven this next week. Like this isn't like this some far off thing. This is declare over this past week, declare into this next week and it becomes made manifest when you drink of the cup. That is what covenant happened. Blood has to be involved. You can have a husband all day long, declare all day long, but until there is an aspect of a covenant or a drinking of that blood, it doesn't, it, it, it's not made real. And so there's an aspect to what we're drinking is not just a tradition. And so I want us to engage that the label that is over there is called slow press. I personally have this wine bottle in my kitchen because there's something so powerful. It's easy to say, declare one place and send me into another place, but we don't wanna acknowledge the 40-year process that took an entire generation out who, to who decided to not basically drink of the cup. Which cup are you drinking from? And so be okay in this dreaming season that what's happening is, is he's setting us on a trajectory of making our dreams a reality. Without that trajectory, they would never become real. But just because we're on the path, it's still a process. It doesn't mean, well, then tomorrow it should happen. It is a slow press because what he's doing in us is that slow press. And if you read the label, it says that it's worth the wait. So there's an aspect of patience, but before you were taught patience with no intention. Just be patient. And someday Yahweh will come around. So you're just sitting here being patient, whereas now I can learn to be patient in my co-laboring and in my intentionality that allows me the freedom to be patient as he acts on my behalf because I'm actually partnering with him. Instead of just patient and subject to, well, I guess whatever, it's I am such a co-laborer. When you become such an owner, there's a different type of patience that comes along, but it's an expectant, exciting patient because you know the end result, right? If you're involved and you're the owner and you are aligned head, heart, vertical, and lateral, then it is a tried, it true, pressed down, shaken, well, I don't it is, it is finished. It is done because you're seeing things that have already been done in heaven. You're just walking them out on earth. So your patience is completely different. So this slow press that we're engaging in isn't necessarily, a, it's not a negative thing of engaging. It's embracing. Remember Passock? The drink that we all promised to say, you refine me. It is a process, and so there is an aspect of you engaging in that tonight. So just yeah, get in that. Yeah, amen. There, there is that. so much that goes into this. This last thing I'll say before we send each individual house into communion is that when we say we're rehearsing, that means because we're actually going to walk it out for real at some point. So we'll look at all the things that we're rehearsing. One, recognizing a state of bondage. In this house, I want to raise disciples that know how to recognize a state of bondage. Okay? A father has to recognize, a head of a house has to recognize a state of bondage in order to even make the appropriate declaration to release my children from that bondage. We're rehearsing that right now. We're rehearsing sending our house, sending our family into a slow press to be dropped off and delivered at the place it was intended to go. When, it, when you get a notification that your package has arrived, that's when it's been delivered, not when it was released from the state of bondage. Mm -hmm. We're rehearsing sending. We're rehearsing deliverance. Not, not like, demon, get out of what it, you know, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fighting that battle. I'm, I'm fighting on this battlefield of a father who recognizes a state of bondage, releases my children from that, and sends them to the place that they're supposed to be, the place where they're supposed to dwell. We're rehearsing all of this. But what gets me so fired up is let's not take this like a, uh, with a grain of salt. Oh, this, you know, we're rehearsing. Yeah, rehearsal. Rehear- like at some point as Moshe's, as the head of your house, even not your literal house, but as you're out in the community as a Moshe, you're going you're gonna to come to a place where you're going to come across, oh, th- this is a state of bondage. Regarding his sons and daughters, and I'm going to make a declaration and I'm gonna send them towards the place they're supposed to go. And I'm gonna teach them how to cleave. Amen? We're rehearsing all of that. So don't take this with a grain of salt, but we're gonna rehearse with our own families, we're gonna do it together and in our own households, knowing that these are all dynamics that he's, he's preparing us for, amen? So go ahead and get with your families, hold your families close, get with your children. We'll give a few minutes to uh, take communion. All right, everyone. If you guys remember, tonight is the night that we are going to be focusing on our lateral connection, right? So we have taken some time to take who we are and put it down on paper and then we have submitted that to the beings to heaven to align ourselves to make sure that our desires are his desires and then tonight the focus is to take that and then recognize this is where a lot this is where religion stops religion says here's my desire And I talk to God about that. And then it ends there. So what happens is, is we've got a lot of mismatching, division, scattering. I mean, hence the 10 tribes all of a sudden getting involved in idolatry. And then we have, you know, now all of a sudden, I've said this before, I think I'll say it again boldly. One of the most funniest things I've seen online is when Christians say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to skip over Halloween and put up the Christmas tree right away. So all of a sudden we, we, you know, you, you don't even know what you've been clinging fast to. And so what happens is, is because we say, well, I talked to God about that and he said it was okay. Or I talked to, which is great. But at some point, it has to manifest on earth, which means you're not going to be alone or else you're just going to be kind of building your own little kingdom of what you thought heaven was in your own interpretation. And you're just going to be right here saying that this is heaven, but there's no dominion, there's no influence, there's no multiplication, there's no transformation. So what this is, is really the beginning of a uh, a practical application of how to take who we are and submit it one to another so that we do have the ability to be um, accountable, critiqued, questioned, encouraged, loved on. All of those things are, are, are good things with a Hebrew mindset. So if I, if I release something to someone and they ask me a question, be careful that your Greek mindset doesn't begin to rise. Why are you questioning that? I've already take the question with a Hebrew mindset and really, because what's going to happen is you begin to articulate what you've put on paper. It's going to cause you to have to think through some things. It's easy when you're by yourself and you're saying some things and, and then God stamps it. But then when you have to articulate it, that in itself is already hard. Well, if you have a hard time articulating it, how are you going to manifest it on earth? If you can't even explain something to someone who loves you and are willing to get questioned, you're not going to be able to manifest those dreams and take dominion. Let's say it has to do with a career. Let's say it has to do with finances. If I can't be willing to submit my dream of finances to Jacob 
and allow him to kind of fine tune me and, and uh, sharpen me, I'm probably not gonna get very far in the market because the moment I step foot into whatever, well, definitely, you're definitely gonna be taking dominion with people who don't love you, right? <laughs> so we might as well practice here. So that's what tonight is about, okay? So that's what we're gonna be doing tonight. So did you guys come bringing what you have? Doesn't have to be finished, but did you guys come with your stars? Uh, I'm trying, I'm counting how many adults we have and how many kids we have. Can somebody help me count the kids? And is there 17 adults? 18? Well, I'm just gonna make 18, so I'm gonna count off to nine. So what I wanted to do is I'm gonna count off so that both ones are gonna come together, both twos are gonna come together because I really wanted it to be just, is that okay? Okay, so, what? Yeah, Jacob one, Jason two, Jen three, D four. Remember your number, because I won't. John five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I'm sorry, I was only supposed to go to nine. Who is nine? You're eight, you're nine. Okay, so you're a one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do you guys remember your numbers? Okay, I did get Jen. So if you're a one, find the one. If you're a two, find your two. Threes, find your threes. Go ahead and go now. And then kids, I'm gonna count you guys off. Stop it. Okay. I'll add her because I think that there's another nine. So Amber's a nine. And then how many are kids? How many did we have? You said tw- ele- 10? Kids, 13, so I'm going to count to seven. So one, two, Audrey three, Jalen four, Sean five, Logan six, Gracie seven. Zeke, did you do stars? Okay, seven. Did you guys do stars? Okay, eight, nine, ten. Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to stop it. <laughs> I'm going to start at seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to stop at six. So, Gracie, you're a one, okay? Two, three, four. And then I'll get some in the back. Cutter, five. Okay. And you're an eight. You're a six. Right, Cutter, you're a five. So you're a six. You're a four, I thought. I told you guys not to make me. Okay. Okay. Did you guys find your partners? Maddie, you're a six. Logan's a six. Maddie and Logan's a six. Find your partner. One of the twins is over here. You need a kid? It's just two adults. The kids are matched up and the adults are matched up. (laughs) Amber, you're a nine. And I don't remember who else was a nine. Oh, Linda. So Linda's a nine. Amber's a nine. All right. Do you guys, are you guys partnered up? All right, wait, 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 before we start. And if you guys want to get comfortable, go ahead and find seats. Because we'll probably be doing this for about 20, 25 minutes. Okay. So here's the goal. Don't spend the whole 20 minutes telling your life story and all your goals and all your desires. (laughs) You have about five minutes to really express 
If anything, your first star with your six main passions with like a couple of goals and just begin the process of submitting that to someone else and then allow, so do that for about five minutes. Are you guys listening? Guys, so for about five minutes, present your star, whatever that looks like, all of them, one of them, and allow for five minutes for the other person to ask questions, um, encouragement, whatever comes from that, and then let the other person for the next 10 minutes begin to share so you both get a chance, okay? All right. All right, we're going to wrap up if you guys haven't wrapped up already. Did you guys enjoy doing that? Sounds like some people are still deep in it. And we can always, you can always get with your partner and continue to do this. And I encourage you guys to, you hold that for a second. I encourage you guys to um, not only look at this as a practical exercise we're doing, but continue to get with other people and talk to, to, to them about your nighttime strategy that's being developed. Hey, are you guys done over there? Let's listen up. We're going to finish up, okay? You guys can uh, come back to your seats here in the circle. We're going to just give an overview. It's hard once you once you instruct everybody to dwell and have relationship. It's hard to like put a put the brakes on. But yeah, I encourage you guys to continue to do this and do this with other people as well, right? Um so we're going to we're going to kind of go over what observation we had just from everybody's stars and where everybody's at at this point in time. Well, how many of you were challenged by just talking with someone else about their passions and strategies and goals? And I mean, it should be a challenge when you line yourself up with someone else like, oh man, that's, you know, really good or whatever that may stir up. Was that good? That's what happens on a continual basis when you just, all of us are family, but how often does Yvonne and Jacob sit down and talk, right? So it should encourage us in our dwelling to not just grab coffee for the sake of grabbing coffee, but to really begin to put ourselves out there and, and put, our, put our desires out there and our, um, and our passions out there because as you do that, the strategy comes. By just being intentional, strategy will come. By just identifying what those things are, strategy will come. Because remember, all of this is what we would consider mind mapping or heart mapping. Because remember, all of this is to rewire what you've been saying. Because it's all in the context of the pillar of language. And does our language line up with what our desires are? And you begin to realize when you start putting some of those things out there, it starts to challenge you. What have you been talking about? What have you been complaining about? What have you been speaking about? And maybe you're not speaking it, but what are you thinking? What are my thoughts? And are my thoughts in alignment with what is on this paper? So if, you're, if you are consumed with thoughts that are outside of what is on this paper, what this is doing is it's helping you to rewire your brain. So when he says, hold every thought captive, now all of a sudden that's not just a scripture. It's a, when you mind map or heart map, look at some of your stars and all your little writing and that's basically your neurons. And when you don't have the strength to be able to hold that thought captive, you can read what's there. And remember when I talked about how you can rewire your neurons. That's why when it says scientifically that it says, his mercies are new every morning, for real because every morning you have new neurons that are wanting to be built and you can choose what highway those neurons are built on. So if you have a negative thought and you keep dwelling on that negative thought, you continue to increase that highway. At the same time, that produces an energy, that energy goes out into a field and that field will be attracted to whatever is in the highways in your brain. So when you go to rewire it and you begin to speak 
another word, to speak a better word, you're taking, you're doing two things. You're building a new highway, but you're demolishing an old one. You're using the neurons that were built for a negative highway and taking them from that to build a new structure. And that becomes your reality, that becomes your thought process, that becomes the new patterns, that creates that energy, that is then what is attracted back to you. So this is all a powerful tool to be able to understand even, even just the simple as holding every thought captive and being able to recognize when my thoughts don't line up with what he's saying because I have done the work to say who I am. I've put it out on paper. I've submitted it to him. I've submitted it to other people, the heaven in those people, right? And so then you begin to, you, you begin to wrestle with that in such a uh, tangible way and the strategy begins to come for these things to be made manifest. So we're being intentional in the process versus just. And so for me, listening to everyone speak about their things, it really challenged me in what my high passions were and if I need to make some shifts. And that's okay. If you have your top six and you're like, I didn't even think about that. I, right, what was my, what was my high prior or whatever? I mean, you're able to mold and maneuver and, and, and begin to just transform because that's what heaven does. I would hope that when I submit myself to heaven, heaven basically molds me, right? And so when I'm with someone else, I want to be molded. I want to be moldable. And I want to be able to make sure that I'm not just saying these are what my top six are and that's it. And this is how I'm going to do it. But how would you do it? And how can I glean from you to be able to incorporate that? So what I did do is I kind of went around and I wanted to find out what everyone's top six was. And the reason why is because we are, we believe that a big, I'm totally releasing this out of order. <laughs> Sorry. But we feel that a drastic shift is going to happen in this family after the night season. We have been going through the pillars. We have, right, we have understood blood versus blood here. We have understood yada here, right? We've understood the floor of honor here. We've understood the feasts here, to, to, right? I mean, we've come on a Friday and you've heard the teachings and we've practiced to, to some extent. What I saw was the third floor. Do you guys remember what I saw the third floor being? Engagement. We will not be able to engage with things without understanding honor. We are done at the end of this, uh, this next month. We're going to be done with the three pillars. We've done feasts, we've done heritage, and we've done language. That's what we're doing right now is we're wrapping up language and we're going to be wrapping up. It's going to be a beautiful thing. The month of November is coming. It is going to be a, uh, a beautiful month and a big shift for this family of what is coming over this next month uh, in order to understand how to manifest our stars. Let me see if I can say this. We're going to get into it in, in a couple of weeks, but this is what's going to happen in this next month. Remember when I talked about heritage and I talked about Avraham looking to the stars and he saw the nations. What stars do you think he saw? Okay. He saw you. We are the Moedim. We are the ones in Genesis that are to govern the times and the seasons and the feasts. We are the seasons. Okay? So you can see this all coming together and then our language in what it is that we understand is all going to come together in this next month. So what you're putting out on paper is not just a personal thing, but it's your destiny scroll that heaven has already known just wants you to line up with what heaven is saying to manifest that. That's why he says that there's a greater light and a lesser light. That's why he talks about in Genesis who we are and what we are to govern. So what I mean by that is, is your stars are directly related to the feasts. 
Because if you are to call forth those prophetic feasts, it's through who you are and what you are to do on this earth that is going to bring his kingdom on earth. So it's all going to tie together this next month, I promise. Does that sound like it's going to tie together or no? <laughs> there are some things that we have learned about being the light, right? And who we were before we got here and who we are while we're here. And that is what is being put out on paper is our destiny. And that has to do with the authority that we carry. That has to do with our heritage and what was seen. That all of heaven is like rooting for such a time as this for what you have and for what you carry. Amen. So this next month, we're going to really be tying those together so that we can be a family that is prepared to engage. I don't know what's going to happen after engagement. I saw one pillar. I don't know what that pillar is, but I just saw one pillar. The shift that we're feeling that's going to begin to happen in the day season is we believe that we are going to go back through the pillars on earth. So... What that would look like is while you understand blood versus blood from a scriptural standpoint or a teaching standpoint, we are going to basically, the best way to explain it would probably be what we're seeing is more of like classroom setting, discipleship. We're going to get down to the rubber meets the road on blood versus blood. And we're going to begin to build the house on earth. But first we had to see it in heaven. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's going to look like. But this is what is so powerful. The strategy that I got from Yahweh was to find out what are our top six. What is so interesting is that a lot of our top six were the same things. So if our destiny is finances, then we probably should be spending some time in some financial classes. A once a, a, once a year financial meeting where you hear about a couple cool things is not enough. The Stephanie question about the percent, let's get in it. Let's figure this out. How do we make millionaires? It's one thing to preach that we're out of poverty and that this is what, what he's called us to do. But how do we individually become that? And how do we utilize one another? What is that going to look like? I don't know if it's going to be on a Friday night. I don't know if it's going to be me telling what elder is going to take on what and people are going to start dispersing into people's houses. We might be doing the book of Acts where every Friday we're in a different house. I don't know. One week might be finances. Next week's going to be marriage. Some of you guys had communication on your list. I could preach about communication all day long. Sit in my house for five hours on communication. I could, I could teach about the lack of communication. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you teach the right things about it. I could teach the wrong things about it. And this is why we will lead marriage ministry. No, I think that that's what's so... You guys all know that he's an amazing communicator because if he's married to me, he has to be a communicator. So this is what's so powerful. I, I, I tried my hardest to kind of put like notches just to kind of see. I didn't mean to put these in order because remember your top six aren't... Some people did do it that way. Some people said, this is my top because Stephanie was one of them and Megan was another one. You guys might want to get together. They said, if I don't do this number one, all the rest of it falls out. Some of them aren't in order and they're just the top six and they're all equal. So I don't mean to put this in order, but what I found interesting was out of this family, uh, I, maybe it's because I blasted that last week. How many of you changed and put kingdom errors on your top after I said? <laughs> Sally and Derek were like, <laughs> now granted what they had on there, it, it was kingdom errors. They just, anyways, some of you would say family and I would ask specifically kingdom or in your home and, and everyone's it's, there's no difference. I mean, I was like super humbled. Because work, there was three notches by work. There was uh, 14 here. Meaning, and I'm talking about all being in like one accord, if that makes sense. Marriage was a top one. Parenting was a top one. Finance was a top one. This one I thought was super interesting. I actually didn't have this on my list. Personal, meaning personal growth. Reading more. Um, I, I guess I could probably do... Because health was a big one. 
Um, yeah, health, personal goals, personal transformation. Um, and I would say probably health was in that because health was actually, I don't know why I didn't write down health. Health was a big one. Yeah, health was a big one. So I'll put those two together. Isn't that cool? So what this is showing me, yeah, I mean, there was only, I had three notches for work. Now, granted, a lot of people put here a legacy, which would have, which would be career. So some of these kind of overlap. So this could be um, career, retirement, people had that. Um, some of the other ones that were that are not up here, but a few had, which I thought was interesting, and some of them were couples, was community or changing a culture. So some of these kind of overlap. Personal, obviously, all of this is under our personal relationship with Yahweh, faith, secret time, but some people had some specific goals in there. Um, anyways, what I was going to get at, the reason why I'm writing these down, and this isn't like set in stone, but what this shows me is what we need to be doing classes on. If, so if he's wanting us to build up the pillars on earth, then all of a sudden we're starting, we'll start to see kind of like blood versus blood. We'll start to, you know what I mean? We'll start to see yada. We'll start to see some things that isn't gonna be just understanding the scripture, but it's gonna be the practical application of how do you, how do you yada in a marriage? How do you yada in relationships? There was other relationships, friends, health. What does that look like? And so we're gonna begin to see what it is that we need to dive into as a family. I'm gonna give this stuff to Amber and Jason, but the youth, it was super powerful. School was absolutely on every, I mean, education was higher than family. As far as like, again, I'm not talking about priority. I'm talking about the amount of on their top six. Education was the highest, meaning every single one of them said education. Uh, family, money, future, personal goals. There were more personal goals on the youth side than on the adult side. And I'm saying like as specific as... Um, uh, having a clean room, so environment, um, being less stressed out, like having specific personal goals where it was really high on the side. And then hobbies was a big one. So again, you can get, begin to see with the youth and what it is that their passions are and how, how then can we come alongside to make those dreams a reality versus saying, well, I have this personal goal to be less stressed. Can I join that class, please? <laughs> like, what does that look like then on earth? What are those practical tools? What's that application? If we're concerned or we have a passion for the future, what are we doing about it now? What are, what are some of the secrets that we can be doing at the age of 14, 15 years old that set you on a trajectory that some families don't know that you can do with your teenagers? Do we know what to do with their finances? Do we know what to do with investments? To, to, what are your goals as a parent for your children's future? Do you want uh, to be able to provide their down payment for a home? Do you want to be able to get them through school um, without debt? You know, what, what are those goals? Because all of a sudden they start talking about their future and then you're like, oh, I mean, Sean's like, one of his top is to live in an RV. For how long? For two years. Well, that's, I should probably know about that goal. I mean, I've known about that goal. It's been a weird goal from day one. But I'm just saying, we need to know what our children's tops are because we are their launch pad. And so being able to know what is important to them. So, any questions at all about this? And again, these aren't set in stone, but I just felt like if I see what everyone's top six is, it's gonna be interesting. If everyone has, everyone who's married, if everyone has marriage on there, then that might be something we should be diving into. Right? Parenting. I'm, I'm in a position where I, I'm kind of just, um, there's some, there's some things I've been noticing with parenting. 
And I've been noticing that it's like, I'm, I, am, I am under the assumption that we all have the same foundation because, for example, we led parenting classes for 10 years. So I'm assuming you've all been to them. I know. So what's, what's happening is, is there are pow- powerful people that have said, this is my family. And all of a sudden we're recognizing there's some foundational things we should tap into to strengthen the foundation, strengthen the structure to move forward on some of those things and not necessarily assume that we're all on the same page about finances or parenting or marriage or communication or whatever that may be. Because we can be so vision, which is amazing because we'll perish without it. But at some point, the practical strategy has to come along to be able to build that vision. So we can't just say, we're going to transform a culture and have our communication out of order. Our marriage is out of order. We're full of stress. And we don't even know how to be disciplined to work out once a day. But I'm going to transform. I'm going to, the bride is going to be without void or without spot, without wrinkle. And then we're over here like, limping around and not whole not no I wasn't talking about that (laughs) but you know what you know what I mean so okay all right well that is it for this month as far as your stars continue to mind map heart map evaluate if they're aligned continue to submit to others to him keep it at the forefront because we're in the night season to dream Keep your stars because in the month of November, there's going to be an outpouring on your desires. What I mean by that is if you have a desire, I'll just call it Stephanie. Stephanie has a book in her. How can we as a family partner with her and prophesy over her, partner with her, pour into her to, to, to catapult that book forward? So what's going to happen is, is in the month of November, you're not just going to be sharing with one person, but we're going to be presenting these spiritually for us to be able to pour into you so that your dreaming time in this night season is effective. So when the day comes, you really do have strategy because you have a family backing up your destiny. So that's what we're going to be doing is spending the month of November. So keep your stars, keep fine tuning them, keep working on them, keep mapping them out so that you have something to be partnered with. whatever that may look like um, I'm trying to think of what I want to say basically in November you're going to be put in the hot seat like all eyes will be on you in a great way but but if you're not willing to if I was to put a chair right there and say um, Dan sit right there we're going to prophesy over your destiny Right? How can we partner if we don't know what that is? So what I mean by that is when you bring your stars, be ready to really be vulnerable about what that is and really seek him out about what those things are so we can partner with it. If you come complacent, we'll partner with complacency. If you come with, I don't really know, I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't really hear anything, then that's what we'll pray over you. That's what we'll partner with you. Sure. <laughs> yes. Sure, we could do that. So I just mean like just be just be intentional. Continue in the work so that it can really be launched forward so that this night season is truly effective. Is that good? It is 8:15. Go ahead, Linda. Uh next Friday is worship. Next Friday is worship, but it is going to look different. Circle. I think we're going to stay in the circle. We're going to stay face-to-face. We're going to stay looking at one another. So it's going, to, it's going to still be worship. We're still going to do worship, teaching, heaven awareness. We are going to have a family night. We, we're still going to follow that. We're just going, going to use that kind of as our template, but it's still going to be in the process of what, what we're doing. And I didn't get to trade. I know I told you guys I was going to teach on trading, but I didn't get to it. That was a good segue into trading. <coughs> so my beautiful bride and the smarter half of us 
is in Prescott at uh, the football game, so she uh, uh, gave me the honor and opportunity to talk about trading. So uh, I feel like she's been carrying a lot of the weight when it comes to engaging you all on Fridays, and I think she does an absolutely phenomenal job. And so uh, I asked her, I said, okay, so do I really have to do the trading? And she said, yes. I said, okay, well, what do I say? What do I got to do? So she said, well, wow. just pick. I know. <laughs> it's just where I'm at. You said we got to be vulnerable. So I'm, I'm providing people an, an amazing example of how to be vulnerable. You're going to get the hot seat first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she said, just pick out a nugget. I guess one of the nuggets that I was one, but there was quite a bit. But um, uh, one, one, I guess it's just um, it. Trading gives me and gives us a practical opportunity to be activated in exactly what we're talking about. So um, whether that's connecting with people or if that's connecting with uh, or being intentional. So if you're wanting to get um, marriage or any of those kind of things. And tr- I, I guess what I'm saying is trading is just an... Is, is where we're at right now. So when we think about November, all I hear about is I'm going to have to actively be participating in my own relationship with Yahweh Mm -hmm. and actively participating in my own relationship with my family. A lot of activate, uh, actively doing things. And so trading floor amongst all the amazing things that Gabby and uh, mom and dad have been talking about as far as trading, uh, trading into and the opportunity to um, give of your finances and all that, uh, again, is just goes right along with where we're at, which is where we are now moving into, not just now, but it's an opportunity to uh, physically or active, actively be involved in what Yahweh is doing in our lives right now. If that makes sense. That's what I got out of tonight. But um, <laughs> anyways, so I'm going to, we'll go ahead and just open it up. We got the treasure chest right up here. So if you guys uh, do your text or you do your whatever, if your cash check, all that kind of stuff, we'll go ahead and start doing that um, and start and tr- uh, start trading into that. Uh-uh. The uh, oh, one other word when 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 thinking about trading uh, is ownership. So last Friday it was a huge, one of the big takeaways was just uh, ownership. For me, I need to increase my ownership in uh, what Yahweh is doing. So my ownership at that on Friday, what was being highlighted is: Am I taking ownership of this family? Like, am I? owning the fact that you guys are all f- my family and what is it that I'm actively doing to take ownership of that, right? And I think trading floor, uh, the, uh, being able to trade into what Yahweh is doing is me taking ownership of what is going on, whether that's ownership of my finances, ownership of uh, kingdom heirs, ownership in my in my marriage, what am I actively doing to ensure that I'm investing and owning what y'all where Yahweh has me at so that's all I got okay um I don't think we had any announcements or anything like that so uh are we we're live yeah all right well live make sure you trade and text to give and empty out your bank accounts and Inve- we have like eight invest, minutes. Invest me- in this amazingness. Do you guys want me to talk about trading? We got eight minutes. We have eight minutes. I'll time you. Go. <laughs> um, so, so I, I want to just, I want us to understand something that tithe was a new concept 
let's just say in Genesis, right, with Melchizedek. Okay? Trading was something pre-Genesis. So in Ezekiel, when you begin to understand Lucifer and his trade and his trading, you'll begin to unlock something that I believe we have not had access to because we have not understood kingdom trading. But heaven has a trading system. And we, to have heaven on earth, have the ability to access it, which is something that is above and beyond what we've known when it comes time to tithe. So if this is a trailer, just put that out there that when tithe came into play, that came in with Melchizedek. Trading is a concept that might be new to us, but it was there before earth was created. So there is a system that is in place that was used in the kingdom that we have access to. So we have been using the word trade in the, in the context of when we do tithe offerings, first fruits. But I just want to make sure that we're clear that there's actually a difference. Gabi's been doing an amazing job teaching us that there is the concept of tithe, right? And what that does. There's offering and what that does. And then there's first fruits and what that does. And I would say for most of us, tithe and offering is something that's normal, something that we're used to, but first fruits was like a new concept. First fruits, isn't that crazy? It's a new concept, but that was the multiplication part. New concept for us, not new concept for the kingdom. First fruits was something that was normal, okay? What I want to bring to the table is that trading is something completely, it is a, it's a governmental it's a heaven's system. Everything is built on trade, yes? If I, if I, what I have, and then I am able to give that to, to whatever in need of something else, right? There's that immediate trade. Every economy, every kingdom is built on trading. And yet we've never been taught that there is, there is a heaven's trading. There is a heaven's floor. There's a heaven's trading floor. And is completely above and beyond what we've ever known about giving. Okay? So that's just the trailer. I just want to begin to introduce us that when we use words like trading, that there's actually another system in place that we have access to that is above and beyond what we've ever known, that we are going to have um, the ability to engage in when we understand the concept of trading. Does that make sense? So, moving forward, I don't know all the ins and outs of what this looks like, but moving forward, this is what we would like, this is what I would like to implement, the strategy that, that, that has been given. Now, this is not new. You guys remember, I don't even know, year or two years ago, we had fake money. Remember, and I said, this is a gift. This is given to you, and this is your way of saying amen. This is not new, but I want to make sure that we're just clear because what I would love to implement as uh, Kingdom Heirs International is being able to have access to trade money. What I mean by that is, is outside of whatever you do normally, your tithe, your offering, your first fruits, your text to give, all that, and all that set in motion, what we, what, what, what I would like to begin to implement is that there is something that happens when you begin to trade into a word and it's immediate. Does this make sense? There's sowing and then you wait for the harvest. But then there's trading and it's immediate. You go to the grocery store, you pay for milk, you get milk. You're not paying the store and then you're waiting for the harvest of milk. You, it's a trade. There's an aspect to that in the kingdom that for me, what has been fun to engage in this and to understand it is to show up to service and I might have $100 cash on me. 
but I haven't gone to the bank and I don't wanna necessarily just throw $100 because I want to like, I don't, I don't know how to explain that. I wanna like trade 100 times versus one time. So there's an aspect where if we have access to trade money and you come in with cash, this is like your extra. Oh, I've got this in my wallet and I want to take home the milk tonight. Again, we all understand this. This is your amen. Then you can come to whoever's gonna have this. Again, we're gonna try to implement this that has cash on hand for you to break up your cash in increments so that when you have the opportunity, so before we would call it trading and you take your tithe check and you have your one check. That's fine, right? But this is something that I want even I want us to engage in. One of my favorite things is to take $100 and I give each of my kids like 20 bucks in ones. And at that point, it's just a bunch of $1 bills. And I'm like, whenever you hear something and you want it, get it. And then, you know, like when we were in New Mexico and Anaya is just like throwing money down. And it's just awesome because what it does is it pulls on that, that when someone is releasing, they're not just releasing that night. Everything about their life is being released up to that point and you get access to that in that immediate thing. So what we are wanting to begin to implement is when this happens, when we trade, it's actually going to go directly into the person releasing. So when Ruach Yatsa is uh, worship, if you activate this, we will have this. If you feel like, if Ellen starts... It, getting into heaven and Gabe's doing some kind of strumming that you don't understand what's going on, throw it down. And, and like I said, we'll figure out how this is going to work, but we'll have people go and we'll collect that. That'll go directly to Ruach Yatsa, like meaning it's not, it, it's not, what do you call that? Documented. It's not, it's not, it, it is, it is a direct trade into, in, into that. Now, granted, it does not have to be money. Be careful, because when you begin to engage in trading, you may leave with less things on your body. <laughs> because there are times where you will begin to engage in some things, and somebody starts talking about time, and Yahweh will begin to give you a word, and you'll be handing over watches to that person. You will be, because it's an immediate, uh, what I have, I'm releasing to you, and it's, an, it's a direct blessing into that person. So be aware, whatever's going to come in November, you're going to get poured into. You might all of a sudden be like, <laughs> <laughs> but just, again, I'm at my eight minutes trailer. There is a system that was in motion before this earth was created. It's in Ezekiel and it has to do with trading. And when we begin to understand this and use it the way heaven is on earth, this is how we will take dominion. So we've understood tithe, we've understood offering, we've understood first fruits, which is like, whoa, yay, we get to multiply. Trading is immediate it's, 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 and it is, a, it is a kingdom system being put on this earth, okay? So if you choose to engage in it, we're going to keep teaching on it. This will be accessible to you. If you do want to bring cash, then this way you can, it's basically like we'll be the bank for you. If you bring in money, then you can uh, exchange it for tens, ones. And then um, we will begin this process of creating a culture where we are actively trading every, I don't remember how you said it, but like that active engagement can be happening all the time that doesn't have anything to do with the storehouse. Okay, it doesn't have anything to do with storehouse. It just has to do with a heaven's, heaven's system. Is that okay for now? Okay. Nine minutes, sorry. Pray us out. Wake up! She didn't say I had to pray, though. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I asked her what I should pray about. No, I'm just playing. He's like, dear heavenly father... Who art thou in heaven? You started it. <laughs> you stole my words. Uh, Yahweh, we just uh, we thank you so much that you are uh, um, in every detail of what is going on in all of our lives, and uh, even so much that the top six is permeating through all of, uh, from the kids to the adults, Lord. Uh, 
We just ask that you just continue to speak to us, continue to um, provide uh, uh, more strategy as we continue to dive deeper into the uh, these stars, our, des- our destiny scrolls. Uh, continue to speak to us in the night season. In Yahweh's name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomairsflag.org. Thank you.